welcome into the clean life. I'm your host, Dave. I've got Laura along with me today. Laura, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing well, doing well. Today, we're going to talk on the clean life about athletic facilities. And I'm really excited because later in the program, we're going to bring on a buddy of ours from Victory Innovations, uh, Dave Ryman, who's going to tell us about their electrostatic sprayer. So I'm pretty excited about that. But between now and then, you and I are going to talk about what are the problem spots in athletic facilities? And you being a former athlete, Notre Dame, yes, uh, professional softball player, so uh, you'll have some insight for us. So, what was the? You know, you guys traveled a lot, and we'll talk about that too. But what about just being at home and 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 in your own home facility? What 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 were the concerns? I mean, obviously, you're in close contact with a lot of your teammates. You're around them uh, nearly uh, 24 hours a day. It almost feels like. Um, so you're going between classes with is contact with other people. Uh, you're in contact with your team all the time. Then you're, you know, traveling to your, you have your athletic facility. So you, I, I specifically have my softball uh, field. I had the locker room in there. We had our team room. So uh, just a lot of contact areas specifically that uh, don't necessarily get cleaned and or disinfected very often. So that's that was definitely one of the biggest concerns, especially uh, as people started to get sick a little bit. You get some injuries, you get open wounds, any sort of stuff like that uh, is a big concern. So you guys had turf or grass in your stadium? We had uh, grass. And 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 softball is mostly played on a dirt infield. So is there something in the dirt that you had to worry about? I mean, you, you, we look at it, we don't think about things. And that's what the clean life's kind of all about, is trying to get you to think about things you maybe normally don't think about. So I've never watched a softball game and thought, well, I wonder how dirty that dirt is. But is there a concern in the dirt? You know, there always is. I mean, a lot of us, you know, will slide into second, slide into third, slide into home, and, you know, we come up with raspberries on our, our back legs. You got it on your knees, and so you got that mixed into the dirt that you don't necessarily think about um, disinfecting dirt specifically. Um, but, you know, you got kids sliding around, and, you know, there are collisions in softball, and you, you got worries about that. You got getting hit by a ball and uh, having a cut, and that's bleeding uh, anywhere on the field. So, so uh, raspberry scrapes, for instance. Yes, yes. Did you worry about, did you try to irrigate those at all on the field? I mean, I know most competitors I know for a raspberry, they're not going to let you touch them. No, no. Uh, most of the time, you know, we, we kind of have that mentality of just shake it off and, you know, you're fine. You know, if there's not blood gushing everywhere, then just leave it. Put a Band-Aid over it, maybe clean off the dirt a little bit. But uh, when it comes to disinfecting those things uh, in the spot, not often. Well, a lot nowadays of times, they won't let you stay out there with a right. gushing wound or even yes. an open wound, really. You know, just for the slightest little bit of blood now. Absolutely. They uh, there's there's somebody's out there seeing to, and, and in yeah. most cases you either have to come out of the game or you have to get seen to. I guess depending on what the sport is, but yeah, yeah. it's 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 a it's a big concern. But and then so we look. Nobody ever uses the same cup anymore. But here's my all right. Here's here's the, I got a question for you. And I don't know how much they use it in softball, but the Gatorade bottles. Oh, I hate with the, the Gatorade squeeze bottles. Gatorade bottles with the you know. Yes. They've got them set now so that you could turn them up. And squeeze them, and they'll shoot in your mouth, and you can get a good distance. But 
How clean is that? Well, I can tell you that they are not clean at all because I have witnessed people firsthand (laughs) just put their mouths right on over it and go for it. And, Mm. you know, then you get a bottle that's, you know, been used a little bit more. It's one of the older bottles. It doesn't quite squeeze right. So you got to get a little bit closer. You get in the back of your mouth. You spray that water out of your mouth everywhere. It's, I mean... Those are probably the most disgusting things. I brought my own water bottle and I said, this is mine. Nobody touch it. I would have thought at a program like Notre Dame, they would have given you your own water bottle. We we luckily did. But, uh, you know, other programs might not have that sort of budget. And they, they just bring around a case of six bottles and that's it. That's what you get. That is crazy. Well, you know, you see it on the football field all the time. That oh, one guy so walking around, here, uh, you, you know, know holding it, taking right. it to the, the helmet, and the, you know, the, most of them will wave it off. Right. Oh, I would wave that off. But they, then they did finally years ago went to the paper cups, you know, get yes. real good about providing cups for everybody on the sidelines and that kind of thing. So, yeah. So what about the training facilities? Oh, I mean, specifically our gyms. I mean, we would, you know, go in immediately after another team. And so, you know, we, I used to work out at, you know, six in the morning, six thirty in the morning, football was in there at five. So between football and softball working out, you're not getting anybody cleaning or disinfecting any of that equipment. So you're, you're talking about anything that you've done on the turf, including just stretching, um, all of those germs and, you know, people maybe have a cut or, you know, whatever it is, you're on the turf stretching and you're just sitting in that. Just, they, they, you know, some public workout facilities they'll leave little spray bottles yes at each station did they have that there well they did have spray bottles everywhere with disinfectant who knows what was actually in it who knows if it was watered down just to you know save money (laughs) but you think about that you also have this rag next to this uh spray bottle that is being used over and over and over again Mm -hmm. on the same equipment and it's not actually disinfecting anything anymore it's just spreading those germs everywhere well and then you talk about competitors uh most competitors, if 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 you had the sniffles, mm-hmm. you're not going to skip your workout. No, of course not. If your throat was a little bit scratchy, not going to skip the workout. I mean, nope. I would imagine there had to be. I mean, you didn't gu- have the option. Blood gushing or a limb hanging or. You had to be on your deathbed if you were going to miss if anything. If you were going to miss a workout. So, I mean, there's a significant amount of germs going around just like that. Here again, people don't. Either they don't think about it or they just choose to ignore it. Right. But it's happening, and it's happening everywhere. And I would imagine especially, you know, we always hear about athlete's foot and staff infections. I don't know how many times our high school gym here in Tennessee has been closed for staff infection. Yeah, I mean, that's just running amok. And, you know, you got these kids who, you know, yeah, I have a cough. I'm not going to tell anybody. Or I actually really do feel very, very sick. I shouldn't be here, but I am. Or strep. Yes. Strep's a big deal in high school. Hand, and foot, most mouth kids disease, don't know all. they have it until they've mm-hmm. infected everybody around them. Right. I mean, a lot of times you don't even see the symptoms of those uh, sicknesses until it's too late. That is amazing. I was looking up today and it seems like almost every website i went to MRSA was the most common uh enemy of workout facilities and gyms and Absolutely. i see it stands for i can't even say it methicillin resistant staphylococcus aureus yes it says here from this is visalightning.com is a uh, kind of staph, and it's a big one. Staphylococcus aureus infections can be fatal if they aren't diagnosed and treated properly. Absolutely. So how do you know if you got staph? 
Well, I mean, you start to show, yeah, you start to show some of those things. You get some rashes and, you know, a lot of people, if they, the rash is somewhere maybe that they don't even, you know, commonly look or, you know, they're washing their body uh, with a bar of soap or something and they're just spreading that, the germs and all the infection to the rest of their body. They don't realize it. Maybe they don't even show the signs of any sorts of uh, rash and then you're spreading that everywhere else that you touch. Well, and it's saying here that you can even spread it direct skin-to-skin contact. Absolutely. Uh, you know, think about how athletes move bumping and Well, you think about wrestlers, wrestlers specifically. Yeah. I mean, not only are they in contact with the mat, they're in contact with other humans. And that sort of contact is how, you know, this sort of thing becomes rampant and just runs around facilities. And I'm reading here that it says, well, what can you do? Well, shower more. Uh, yes. Okay, but. Well, you know, also think about it, you know, not only should you be showering more, you need to be disinfecting those showers specifically. And if you think about it, even a bar of soap isn't necessarily going to have the sort of dis- disinfectant that you need. Right. So and using a bar of soap, you're just, you know, you can essentially just be spreading that around. Or if you share that bar of soap with somebody, if you have a communal shower and, you know, so like liquid soaps would help with that too. And it says that uh, MRSA can last days or even months depending on temperature and humidity how much bacteria was on the surface yeah so you think about uh uh well if you've ever been in a high school football locker room it just has a smell oh i you know what it's not just football yes it's a little <laughs> bit stronger you got a hundred guys in there well, you know but you know what it's not just football it is everywhere you're you got right cleats, I, you got uh, you know all the shame guards for soccer all of that sort of stuff when my son was being recruited for baseball we went in a couple of locker rooms went in one facility a locker room that was shared in the in the fall it was the soccer team yes. locker room yes and in the spring it was the baseball, baseball locker room. yep same odor as in the high school yep in his high school and you know what I learned about odor is what smells is the bacteria. Yes. The bacteria causes the odor, you know, much like anything else. So in in a, in a, in a large college program like that, well, is think, the athletic yeah. trainer worried about MRSA's? Who's who's on top of that for, for at Notre Dame? Absolutely. It's the athletic trainers. And that, you know, that's something that, you know, they have to, you know, do the training for all of the other um, – Coaches, any of anybody else that is a support staff uh, with any of the teams, they need to be aware of all this sort of stuff. They need to, you know, also communicate with any of the cleaning um, facilities that they um, or maintenance programs that they have. Um, with everything that's, you know, just being cleaned, they need everybody needs to be aware of what the right product is to use mm-hmm. to actually get all of this uh, bacteria cleaned up and disinfected, and uh, then actually how to properly do that cleaning. Okay, so here's some scary stuff. In football, one player in 140 contract MRSA. Wow. In wrestling, it's one in 100. And it says here, out of the facilities in the study that came up with these numbers, 51% reported at least two MRSA infections. Out of that group, 91% of the infective students were either teammates with another infected athlete or shared space with them. Absolutely. I mean, close contact is one of the biggest uh, biggest causes of this. That's just that's just frightening. Well, were you guys doing anything about it in, in, in the places? You, and you've played and coached, so yes. you've seen both sides of this. You know, you you have concern as an athlete, and then you have a concern for your athlete. Right. I mean, not only do you have to worry about uh, making sure that your uh, facilities are properly cleaned, you also have to think about laundry. Um, you know. 
this sort of contact with your clothes, if you're just tossing it in the wash, there's not a proper soap in there. You're just spread that around to everybody. And think about, and maybe other sports use that uh, laundry facility as well. So you have that running, uh, you know, multiple loads a night because you have all everybody's practice gear, you have game gear, you have everything running through the washer, and that's just, you know, sudsing up and spreading everywhere. Oh, I can think, I can remember when I was, I was a volunteer football coach for a little while, and of course I wasn't in charge of laundry, but I would come in after a game on Friday night, yeah, and they would just have a big wash tub out on the floor, and the guys would bring their pants drop them in this wash tub and one of the coaches was put that oxy clean or yeah. you know the oxidizing stuff and then take a boat paddle yeah and you just, <laughs> and just you mix it and all they would around. soak it overnight like that but they weren't worried about getting infection off they want to be white right right and we're going to do we're going to talk about it a little later with with dave ryman but we're going to do an entire show on the difference between looking clean And being clean, that's going to be coming up in one of our series before too long. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and bring David Ryman to the mic. We'll talk to him. You're listening to The Clean Life. We'll be right back. Tired of dry, cracked hands after using alcohol-based hand sanitizer? Try new GermBlock Alcohol-Free Hand Sanitizing Lotion by Avcare. GermBlock offers the same protection as the harsh alcohol hand sanitizers, but also kills norovirus without leaving your hands dry and cracked. GermBlock is formulated to moisturize your hands while protecting you from 99.9% of germs like VRE, H1N1, MRSA, and much more. GermBlock also lasts up to four times longer than alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Grab GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion the next time you need to protect your hands from germs. Order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. And welcome back to The Clean Life. This is Dave along with my co-host, Laura. And we're talking about uh, athletic facilities, infection control, and athletic facilities. Brought to you today by Waltz D. Love your pets, but hate the pet odor they leave? Now you can knock out tough pet odors with Waltz D from Avcare. Waltz D is a disinfectant deodorizer that effectively kills odor-causing bacteria left behind by your beloved pets, even the strongest of urine odors. Waltz D is a non-toxic, safe for use in all areas of your home. A few sprays of Waltz D on the trouble spots will leave your home smelling fresh and clean. If you're looking for a safe way to eliminate pet odors in your home, order Waltz D today at store.avcare.com. For more information about the product, you can check them out at www.waltzd.com. And, Laura, now we're about to bring in my buddy Dave Ryman. And Dave, over at Victory Innovations, has a brand-new electrostatic sprayer that they're bringing to market, a couple of different deliveries to that. And with that, we're just going to bring him on right now. David, how you doing? I'm so blessed. How are you doing, Dave? Great, man. Glad to have you aboard. So, so I know... The, the technical term for me is electrostatic sprayer. So tell Correct. me what it is. 
So an electrostatic sprayer puts a charge on any chemical solution that's inside of it, and we put a positive charge on that. And why that's important is when you're spraying out with an electrostatic sprayer, that charge, when it goes out, they're going to be like two opposing magnets that don't want to be by each other. And so they're, they're wanting to separate. And more importantly, they're also looking for things that are oxidants, like negative or, or neutral things, and they cling and adhere to it. And it also could create a wrapping effect. So when you have an electrostatic charge to it, you're getting significantly better chemical coverage um, as, you're, as you're spraying it out. So really a huge difference over a spray and wipe or regular wipes. And uh, this technology is really, really picking up, especially within the janitorial uh, industry. And I guess that would help you get to hard to get to areas. You know, if you float, just kind of, what is it, kind of a mist that comes out of the sprayer? So it, more of a spray, you know, aspect for the mist. So a mist is real, it's real fine. It stays up in the air. So this sprayer, these are a little bit larger of molecules that come out. And so they're going out and they are wanting to, to get into those hard to reach areas. And that's what electrostatic is. It's crazy because when you go and you look at the CDC, right, Center for Disease Control, they'll tell you if you look at the tip of a, of a pen, if, if there's enough viruses or bacteria in the tip of that pen, it can make up to over a thousand people sick. So the way that people are cleaning and disinfecting today, if you're not getting every surface area, you're still leaving a lot of area open and susceptible to somebody touching it and touching their mouth or spreading it around. So it's a pretty big deal. I mean, I had a conversation with somebody last week and it's probably going to turn into a subject for one of our episodes here about the difference between, I think the comment that was made was my customers are more concerned that it looks clean than if it really is clean. And so there's a big question as to what the difference is between looking clean and actually being clean. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you, you mentioned that because I really call it a mindset. And whenever I'm talking to somebody out in the industry, uh, it's a little alarming and concerning because if they have a mindset of that, which you just talked about, of it looks clean and therefore it's okay, that's really a huge flaw in that. And and a lot of people out there also realize, don't understand the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting, right? Cleaning is just the remo removal of, of dirt and soil, right? There's still going to be a lot of viruses and bacteria on there. And, and sanitizing is getting it to really safe levels, but it's not killing the microorganisms or what happened there. But the disinfecting is really where you want to meet, where you want to go to. And the people that have the mindset of, I just need to clean and don't worry about sanitizing or disinfecting, they're the ones that are really causing a lot of problems, which is why in the last two years, we've had the two largest outbreaks of influenza here in the United States, and it's really caused a major concern. Well, we might even think about having you back when we do that particular show, because I know you guys are very heavily into research, into infection control, and what causes it, how to stop it, how to prevent it, and like that, because I've seen some programs on your website. I actually had a chance to sit in on one of your webinars about infection. And, and how to be, what, what was it, an infection expert? What, what yeah, was that? an infection control expert. And, and you it. know, from being That's on that it. call, we, we talk about the why behind we do what we do, right? What keeps us up at night and what gets us up early in the morning. And you, when you see statistics out there that are one in 20 people that check into a hospital today will receive a hospital-associated infection. And when you look at, I know we're going to get into talking about athletics here in a little bit, and you know, we had a national gym chain send us their, their research on what they found in their gym. And when you think of that, you know, when you look at free weights and, and treadmills and, and the stationary bikes that over of the bacteria they found on those, 70% of the bacteria found on those places 
were harmful to humans. And so they know that there's a problem. They understand there's a problem. Um, and, and really, somebody needs to do something about it, which is why we came out with this technology of electrostatic spraying. Okay, I just took an extra pause there. Laura, have you got a question? Um, yeah, so you've talked about uh, cleaning versus sanitizing, and I can't tell you how many times, I guess, uh, this is a good point to come into, like, athletic facilities. That's um, something that I have been around my entire life, and I can't tell you how many times that, you know, you, we would reuse the same towel and just spray it with some cleaner and kind of go around and wipe everything down. Um, the idea of this electrostatic sprayer covering all of these spaces, the nooks and crannies, um, I mean, again, you talk about the difference between uh, just cleaning something, sanitizing it, and actually, you know, seeing these results as uh, in the training rooms, in um, all of these uh, health facilities, and these gyms that, you know, don't necessarily get cleaned um, at all, or even sanitized after, you know, multiple teams are in there, you have individuals who, you know, run on the treadmill, you get those little wipes and you, you wipe off your screen and that's about it. Um, I mean, I can't imagine some of those. I'd be interested to hear, you know, some of the diseases and sorts of infections that uh, these studies have picked up because, I mean, you just get random people in there, you know, sweating all over your machines and then uh, <laughs> you're the next one on it and you have no idea, you know, was this machine cleaned or how well is it actually sanitized? Well, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, Laura, and you are spot on when it comes to gyms um, as it pertains to that. And I have some of those numbers for you based on a, a national study that was done. And, and one of them compared treadmills to your cell phone, right? Your cell phone is one of the grossest things that people touch on a daily basis and don't even think about, you know, cleaning it and sanitizing or disinfecting. But a treadmill has 30 times, 39 times more bacteria than your cell phone has. And your cell phone is really, is really nasty. And when you look to the stationary bike, one of the most disgusting things in schools and in athletic facilities is your drinking fountain. And it's rarely, it might get clean, but it rarely gets sanitized, disinfected. But a, a stationary bike has 74 times more bacteria on it than it does uh, a drinking fountain. And then here's the one that's going to really probably um, upset everybody on the call and, and get them their attention. But free weights. Free weights have 362 times more bacteria than toilet seats. Right. And, and, and the reason is that people just you're leaving it up to your customers or your athletes to to properly sanitize and disinfect those. And they're just not. They're moving on to the next apparatus or the next weight that they're going to. But those free weights and, and I've talked to so many gyms and their mindset is this. It's twofold and it's disturbing. One is a real problem. It's like, well, hey, how would we do that? You expect me to really wipe down the whole dumbbell and you expect me to wipe down all these weights. I don't have time to do that. Or. There's some, and this is the real alarming one that I'll say to us. Now, look, right now when they said it's like, hey, in all honesty, nobody's ever going to be able to, to tell that they got sick here at the gym. Don't blame it on somewhere else that they've been. They're not going to be able to find out that they got it here. And what a really wow. alarming, alarming mindset that that is. You know, that is absolutely horrifying, just the idea that, you know, they go through this and just wipe it down. But you talk about your electrostatic sprayers and just the ability of coverage and how much easier uh, these electrostatic sprayers make the cleaning and sanitizing uh, aspect. So, so David, tell us about you. Get the, the Victory offers a couple of different models for the sprayer. Tell us about both of those. Yeah, so Victory electrostatic sprayers. So we have two. We have a handheld, which is a one-liter tank, and then we have a backpack, which is two and a quarter gallons. 
and it really depends on the space that that you're using. So, you know, one of the things that's unique about Victory when we when we use our electrostatic, and this is unique to anybody else that's out there, is we put a double charge on all of our solutions. So when you pull a trigger on a Victory sprayer, we're putting a charge on everything that's inside the tank to ensure that that molecule is really charged, and we hit it again when it comes out, so 100% is is charged. And what we've seen with an electrostatic sprayer is it saves you time, it saves you money, and it gives you that better coverage that we talked about. A time perspective versus spraying and wiping, and it'll save you about 70% of time. So you're able to do the job so much faster. And then as far as saving money is, you actually use a lot less chemical, about 65% less chemical, which is which is a concern for some folks, right? They don't want all that chemical out there. And they're more worried about that. But when you spray an electrostatic sprayer, you, you not only are, are using less, um, but you're doing it a lot quicker and you're getting better coverage. And it really does lead me to, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about the actual chemical, right? Because the electrostatic technology, it's important to note, you know, is a way to apply chemical solution, but it doesn't, it doesn't do the sanitizing and the disinfecting. You have to have the right chemical solution to go inside of that. So anything that's water-based is able to go into the Victory sprayer and be sprayed out through that. So you've got a lot of variety um, and a lot of choices that you can use when you're talking about sanitizing or disinfecting. So, and then now I've seen when it, the, the sprayers have different nozzle, so you can kind of change the way you cover or the way you spray, even even with the individual sprayer. Well, and I'm really thankful that you brought that up, and it kind of goes back to what Laura was talking about as well. You know, one of the things that is a huge, it's unknown, and this is unknown from, I'm talking, I've talked to janitors that have been in this industry 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. When you're spraying chemical solution, you want to sanitize or you want to disinfect, that solution needs to stay wet for a certain amount of time. And all the bottles are very clearly written on there that, hey, this needs to be 5 minutes wet, and they call it dwell time, or 10 minutes wet or dwell time. And if you don't leave it wet for that long, it doesn't do anything. So go back to what Laura was talking about. When the people are using the wipes to wipe down the machines, if they're not leaving that surface wet for at least five minutes, they're not sanitizing or disinfecting anything, right? They might be cleaning it, but they're really not killing the germs and the bacteria that's still on there. And again, you can't educate your members, which is why gyms and athletic facilities really need to take ownership and care about their members or care about their athletes. To, to make sure that they're understanding. So our three nozzle sizes, we, and they're different size of droplets. There's a 40 micron, an 80, and a 110. Those directly correlate to whatever chemical you're using, the dwell time's needed. So the 40 gives you about a five minute dwell time, the 80 gives you about a 10 minute, and then you're looking at the 110, which gives you about a, a 15 minute dwell time. And I'll give you a good example of, of how this is utilized. In Mercedes-Benz Arena, home of the Atlanta Falcons, Right, you know, we went and met with those facilities over there. And what they do is on game day, they'll take our one liter handheld, and something will happen in the stadium. Um, you know, somebody I don't know gets sick or you know bleeds or whatever it might be, but they can take that sprayer and set it on a 40, clean the area, disinfect it, and then five minutes later, because they have that on the 40, they know that that area is, is is clean. You know, it's disinfected, and they open it back up to the public. But at the end of the night, their, their facility managers, they come and they put on the backpack and they turn it to the 110. And so it's going to get maximum spray. It's a 15-minute dwell time. And you know what's so good about this stadium is they don't just do the bathrooms. They do all the concession stands, all the, all the seats of the 71,000 seats that are in that stadium. They do all the areas that they could possibly get to where the public might be. And they're, they don't care that it's going to stay wet for 15 minutes because they're leaving. And at the end of the night, and this is their mindset. 
that this facility will be the safest facility in the National Football League for our fans that come into great mindset. And so they use those different nozzle sizes and understand the dwell times to get the biggest impact of the chemical that they're applying. And then, like you said earlier, a lot has to do with the chemical that you're applying. What I have noticed in the industry is uh, Avcare has a product that they market that has a 10-minute dwell time. And when you go in, it's a, it's a non-caustic product. And when you go in to talk to people about it, they go, well, you got to leave it 10 minutes before it does anything. Or you got to leave it five minutes before it does anything. And you said it yourself earlier in, in the broadcast. Everything has a dwell time. And if you're just going in and spraying it and then wiping it off. Now, I have talked to an infection control person who says spray it, let it dwell, wipe it, and then spray it again and leave it. Have you ever heard that? So, so yeah, I mean, it really different chemicals require different levels of application. And, um, and, again, you go back to one of the things that Laura was talking about in the gym where somebody's using the same towel maybe to wipe their sweat off if they are to – to then wipe down a machine and where they keep using the same uh, towel or rag over and over again. And really after that time, all you're really doing is, is moving infection around. Right. And, and you've heard me tell this story before, Dave, but you know, I have, I have twin daughters that are 17 and they work at Chick-fil-A and you know, there's 30 tables in that facility. And you know, I went to watch them one night and they, they sprayed down the table and, and I watched them. And when they sprayed, the spray didn't really get everywhere on the table. Definitely didn't get on the sides or underneath. And <laughs> it just laid on top. And they didn't leave it wet long enough. They wiped it right away. But they used that same rag for table one, five, ten, ultimately 20 and 30 tables. Then went into the kid area. And, and really all they did after the, maybe the second table is move contamination around. And it's the same thing with schools when they have wipes, right? It's a scary day when the, the biggest back-to-school thing is, is wipes. But when you look at those wipes, and, and they, they tell you two things. One, it needs to stay wet for five minutes. And two, it's only good for a small surface area, maybe a two-by-two. Two. So when a teacher is wiping down a desk, they can't use that wipe for multiple desks or a larger desk, yet they do because it still feels wet, smells good. But really, after a small area, all they're doing is starting to move bacteria and germs around, which is why 60 million kids missed school because of influenza and norovirus last year. And it's a, it's a huge epidemic. So there, there has to be something wrong with the way it's being done today, uh, which, is why we, which is why we need to change, which is why this, this, this podcast is so great to have. And Victory Innovations uh, actually did something about that last year, made it, made it took a step towards it with your Keep Kids, Keep Kids Healthy program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, we wanted to a little bit put our money where our mouth is, and we also wanted to really help people be proactive because that's the reality. A lot of times folks don't, they don't do anything until they have a problem. But we, we gave away a half a million dollars of electrostatic sprayers last year to public schools throughout the United States in, in the hopes of helping these schools to be proactive, to keep the federal funding, because a lot of them get paid for the seats that uh, the, when the students are there. And so that was a really big thing for us. And what we saw, you know, because I know we're talking a little bit about the athletic side, what we saw is schools that uh, they tend to leave with going in with the athletic program. And, you know, because they want to keep those athletes healthy as they're competing. And, and we heard of a school and a high school and, and, and football, and, you know, it's big in the state of Texas. But uh, they actually had their equipment manager would take an electrostatic sprayer to the away games, and he would go there 30 minutes earlier before the team got there, and he'd go to the visitor's locker room and spray that locker room down because <laughs> he knows that out of all the locker rooms, they're going to care less about the visitor's one. But he wanted to make sure when his team stepped into that locker room that he knows it was disinfected and it was ready for those 
athletes to to be safe when they when they step in that environment. And we've seen that same parlay into the professional sports world as well, especially in wrestling, where you know there there these mats. Um, there's so much staff and MRSA that's on these mats, and they're wiping them down, but they're not putting it down long enough with the chemical. And and our president was a D1 wrestler, and so he gets the importance of stopping ringworm and MRSA and staff. And so you know this technology is really is so great for the athletic. Um, departments out there to to really stop the spread of that and that's when you get that staff immersed that can be deadly so you really want to make sure that you're doing the due diligence you owe it to your athletes you owe it to your schools you owe it to the general public to make sure you're doing the right thing now you were you guys were trying to offer a sprayer in every state were you able to get one place of sprayer in every state or because uh no you know, we wish we would have. You know, we we did the giveaway. Uh, you know, we launched on October first, and it was only as long as until uh, we ran out of them. So we gave away half a million. So I believe oh, wow. we were in about thirty-six of the fifty states. You know, it went really quick, and we're going to do it again this year. You know, and we'll be a little more systematic because there's bigger school districts and um, that that really need help. And um, I would I would venture to say anybody that's listening to this, if you have a school district that you know is a larger school district that's had problems. And, you know, we had a school district that reached out to us. They lost a million dollars, a million dollars in federal funding because of influenza and absenteeism caused by that. Uh, so they were very excited to come talk to us about what a solution could be uh, to, to help those. So, and, and we've been able to help these schools to drop that absenteeism, drop substitute teachers needing to come in. And uh, so we know it's working based on the results that uh, the schools and the hospitals and athletic facilities that are using this. Um, and they're really having much better results because of the way they're applying their chemical. Okay, so Laura, ask him about the website and how to where to buy it and where to be a distributor. Sure. So David, can you tell us a little bit about your website and you know how we can order this um, electrostatic sprayer, um, the potential to actually become a distributor for you guys? Yeah, I appreciate that question too. If, if, if you go to victorycomplete.com, You'll be able to see the sprayers in action and get a lot of the detail and information on coverage of our both our handheld and our backpack sprayers. If you're a direct end user, so if you're a school, you know, we really recommend you click on the find the distributor button on our website. You'll find the hundreds of distributors that we have throughout the country, great distributors that are not only going to be able to show you the electrostatic sprayer, but offer you really good chemical solutions to fight whatever problems that you're trying to fight. And if you're a distributor and you're interested in, in wanting to to learn more and become a distributor, there's also a become a distributor button on there. You click that button, there's a real simple application that you fill out. We review that application, engage in a real good dialogue with you, because um, we really have partners out there. We call them distributors, but they're partners, folks that are really wanting to join in this infection control or, or infection prevention movement. Um, and, and we want to make sure that we're partnering with the right people, such as AvCare is a good example of folks that are really passionate and committed to that. And that's, that's the type of partner that we're looking for. VictoryComplete.com, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, Complete.com. What a could there have been a better name for a company on the day we're talking about athletics? David Rhyme and Victory Innovations. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. I thank you too. It's a blessing to be here, and uh, I really hope that this helps be more proactive with the folks as they fight the infections that's out there today. All right. Well, great. We're going to take a short break right here. We'll be back to wrap up the show right after this. You're listening to the Clean Life. We'll be back.
Tired of dry, cracked hands after using alcohol-based hand sanitizer? Try new GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion by Avcare. GermBlock offers the same protection as the harsh alcohol hand sanitizers, but also kills norovirus without leaving your hands dry and cracked. GermBlock is formulated to moisturize your hands while protecting you from 99.9% .9 of germs like VRE, H1N1, MRSA, and much more. GermBlock also lasts up to four times longer than alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Grab your GermBlock alcohol-free hand sanitizing lotion the next time you need to protect your hands from germs. Order GermBlock today by visiting store.avcare.com. That's S-T-O-R-E dot A-V-K-A-R-E dot com. Welcome back to The Clean Life. I'm Laura with my friend Dave. What if I told you there was a way to clean and disinfect your home without using toxic or hazardous chemicals? A product that is safe for your family, safe for your pets, and safe for your environment. Well, there is. It's Waltz D by Avcare. Waltz D is an EPA-registered, non-toxic, hard surface disinfectant that is safe for everyone, including children and pets. Waltz D is also FDA-approved for food service and food prep areas. One spray of Waltz D will disinfect in any area of your home or business, killing germs including salmonella, E. coli, norovirus, staph, and much more. Why just clean when you can kill germs, kill odors, and protect your environment while you clean with one product? To order Waltz D today, visit store.avcare.com. For more information about the product, check them out at waltzd.com. Thank you, Laura. Pretty cool talking to Dave Ryman. He's got a, some really cool insights about cleaning and disinfecting and the, the device that they have. I actually have one since we taped that, and it was amazing. Yeah. I use it. I keep a, one of their hand sprayers yeah. loaded in my house all at all times uh, and actually use the Walt Steve product there by Avcare. Yeah. It's a great combination, great one-two combination. Nice. But we were talking a little bit off air between the breaks about – uh, the high school facilities and how often maybe the school people come in and clean or what about kids that stay late? And, yeah, absolutely. Know. I mean, you think of a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the sports actually happen after school hours. So, you know, during school, obviously people aren't going around cleaning the uh, facilities or anything. And then, you know, after hours when most of these uh, classrooms and other surface areas are cleaned in the school, you know, you have these kids out there on the athletic facilities, there might not be a regular schedule for cleaning these facilities. And so, you know, think about all of that, all of those germs that have built up, you know, that might not necessarily get cleaned maybe once a week or, you know, only on every other day when these things need to be cleaned almost regularly. And I can't remember. I, I can remember getting back from um, road trips with the football team and the school cleaning. I think they just have one guy. Yeah. And he's everywhere, but he would be – you know, right there in the, we we could see him. He sometimes he'd have to let us in because we'd be locked out. Well, I mean, think about but, how but he was never cleaning the locker room, right? But think about how uh, effective these electrostatic cleaners are going to be. You know, for people who oh, only yeah. have departments of one and have to clean all of these yeah. facilities by themselves. And depending on the product you use and the dwell time, like he was talking about, if you got something that's got a dwell 
five minutes to clean, but you don't yeah. have to wipe it. You go in there with the electrostatic sprayer, spray the shower down. You do you your sp- job in your, yeah. Spray a whole team shower in five, ten minutes. Right. And just leave it. Walk out. They come back the next day. Absolutely. And it's I mean, completely disinfecting. That, I mean, there are probably facilities out there that don't even think about the dwell time. That no. we, you know, we talked about that. And, you know, you think about, you know, all these schools that, you know, that you spray down and you just wipe it right off. And it hasn't done its job. No, without a doubt. Well, it's been a pretty cool show today, don't you think? I've Absolutely. I've had, had, had a ball doing it. We're going to be doing a lot more. Right on. And we appreciate the addition of Laura to the, to the clean life. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week with our brand new subject matter, maybe some brand new guests, some brand new items. And, uh, then you can follow us on Twitter at TheCleanLife2. And where else, Laura? You can also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Great. So we'll see everybody next time on The Clean Life.